This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. Go to freedom350.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number, 350.com, and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom350.com. We do here on Patents. That's what we like to do. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It is Patents too, and uh, it's a day after. It's the day after one of the greatest speeches ever done in mankind's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we enjoyed it a great deal, as you may or may not have seen last night um, on the Blaze. We uh, we we were so excited about it. We all gathered right in front of a massive screen. How big was that thing? Like. 30 feet. It's right there, so I don't know. Uh, look at that thing. Look at I it. I used to look at it. It's, it's right look at across it. the room. Go ahead and look at it. It's, it's, okay, it's not 30 feet. It's, no, it's... It's a 15-foot screen. Yeah, it's a ish. big screen. Yeah. It's a big screen. It's a screen big enough to see it. I'll tell you that from, like, four feet away. Mm-hmm. We yes. saw it fine. Yeah, it was definitely big enough. It was like we had the uh, the unfortunate front row movie seats. Yeah, uh, which is never the best situation. It was like Mr. Obama was right in front of us the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and just sharing his love. I, just I would sharing his love. I would say that it was the most fun I ever had at a State of the Union. However, that would indicate I've had fun before at a State of the Union, mm-hmm. which is not true. So it's the only time I've had fun. At the State of the Union. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, Plus, I had we had good, good potato chips to oh eat. My God, during so the, oh, my gosh. Like, it's one of those things yeah. that it looked like it was kind of a prop. Like, uh, oh, these guys was, are trying to make it look like they're no, at the movies. We, they're eating snacks. No, yeah. we, just, we just ate, we ate popcorn. We're not that good an actor. We, uh, we were actually eating, and uh, it was actually delicious. Uh, if, you, if you missed it, um, my golly, maybe we could catch up a little bit. Oh, I hope so. You want to? Uh, here's a little bit of what happened on the State of the Union address last night. We were just saying before we went on the air today, <laughs> how much we dislike all of these people. There's just not a soul in here that we really like. I was uh, invited I, I, at, least, at least by four different <laughs> senators or congressmen to go and be in the gallery tonight. And I am proud to say, I said no. <laughs> oh, there's Elizabeth Warren. Man, there the, she is. The woman who's going to... And you could tell, man, she is at least 137th Cherokee. Oh, my God. You can oh, see you it. Can, I mean, you can yeah. see it, can't you? Yeah. I can. It's very yeah. visible. I think it's her left pinky that's Cherokee. She, she might uh, be speaking uh, Cherokee right now. Can I tell you something? She's absolutely, she believes it. She's genuine. She's obnoxious. But she's. She believes it. What? You mean the she progressive she mantra? Yep. She believes oh, it. Oh, sure. Yeah, does she she's, believe she's Cherokee? She's, yes. No. Yes, she does. <laughs> you do? She you believes believe it? it. Okay. Yeah, she believes it. All right. Yeah. Because her mom. 
uh, had some Cherokee uh, customs. My, they my, once ate a Cherokee meal, and that <laughs> made her Cherokee. My, my understanding is her cousin is a Cleveland Indians fan. Yes, that's what uh, I've heard. I don't know if and that's true. also, yeah. one of her relatives likes the Atlanta Braves. So, so uh, we did see the president's cabinet come in. And I think this will, this is the one time of year the president sees his cabinet. Right. <laughs> He's like, who are you? And, and you are. <laughs> you know, the one, what thing do you I've, do? the one thing I've noticed is how old these people are. Yeah, well, they're all that. old and they're all they're all plastic surgeryed up. Oh, they are carry. these really Look at bad. John. John hasn't had any plastic surgery. Those no, are all Joe, war injuries. Joe Biden is <laughs> Is absolutely turning Japanese. Yeah, well, yeah. Both of them seem like at this point they're having surgery to inject human skin into the plastic. It's oh not my. the other way around anymore. Oh my gosh, he is so his face is so stretched out. By the way, there's Ginsburg. How is she feeling? And I actually don't know. I, I heard it. She, she have actually, cancer, or yeah, she's sick uh, in some way, uh, which is obviously terrible. Um, mm. But uh, you know, it's it's just it, it's bizarre to see these people uh, in the same place. No, and, there's, and there's, there, no there's a guy who I thought was going to be much worse. He's bad enough, though. He's I mean, bad. He's, he's just, just not, not loud. as loud a yeah. mouth as we thought he'd be. But he's awful. Well, in mo- on most issues. And there, look at the arms. Look is. at her arms. Whoa, wow, my gosh. Look at those arms. They're so toned. Oh, wow. And she's got that wow. zipper on that whole outfit, which has mm-hmm. got to be at least a $5,000 outfit because she's one of the people. He's wearing an <laughs> I care button. Oh, he cares? He cares. He cares. It oh, says right there on his button, right there. I care. It does. Right you, can't, you can't wear that button if you don't. It's, no, illegal. It's, it's illegal. False advertising. It's illegal. Mm-hmm. Well, not valid in, in Hawaii and Alaska, mm-hmm. but everywhere else. Just think, guys, that could have been me in one of those uncomfortable chairs right there Very in that yeah. same room with all the filth. You are really missing out. This oh, is like going to a, a live sporting event. It's much better to be on the this couch is, watching it on yeah, a big screen. You know what's mm. so horrible about this is I used to be proud of our system. I, I, remember, I remember you from that era. Mm-hmm. Do, I, do. I do. When I first met you, you used to say things that were, and you seemed proud of this. I was proud. Um, and, and now, now you're Lindsey Graham. There's the two worst senators in all of America right there, together, side by side. That's Who? nice. Graham and uh, McCain. Oh, well, you didn't also, you saw also, what's her name? Uh, Samantha Power. Cass Sunstein's wife was She's right wonderful. there, too. That was a great, that was a. That was a glamour shot right I have a feeling like this is going to be the most fun part of this broadcast because it's, nothing yeah. annoying is happening. Right. Like They're not proposing anything right. yet. We're just talking about the various faces that we know. We can't hear their conversation about destroying America right now, so it's not pissing us off yet. <laughs> She's up there going, look, and then what we do is we put them all in prison. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, they'll never see it coming. It's fantastic. Mm. And this guy, in the yeah, he thinks it's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That'll be that's great. Right. That's right. <laughs> then we'll just... Oh, boy. boy. Look at Eric Holder's having a ball down there. Now, when does James Taylor play? Do we know? No. Is that? <laughs> You've got a friend. <laughs> oh, ah. This is such... I hate this. Remember the, when I went to the... Uh, what was that, that awful... Uh, what's that the, that Washington Press Club thing the White House dinner yeah oh yeah that's right oh my gosh Tanya and I literally went back to the hotel and we wanted to take a shower both of us we were like 
I feel so dirty for Oh, that. can you imagine the evil you would experience in this room if you're in there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you would feel like you're in the it's ocean. Really? I 10,000 feet deep, just, the pressure would be so... Oh, my gosh. I expect at one point John Boehner just to go... And I have new powers in the Senate granted by me. I assume uh, Tanya suggested the showers be separate. Oh, yeah, no, she was like, but that will require you getting naked. So <laughs> that was off. <laughs> I already have to stay in the same room with you. She's not concerned about water conservation at that moment. No, she's no. like, use all the water you want. I'm going to go in the other room and vomit. <laughs> this, this view is unfortunate for this poor guy by right in front of Pat. It's just his bald yeah. head on the screen. That's it. Look at that's me. That's me. <laughs> a completely bald, shiny head. He told all of his friends to watch to make sure in case they happen to see him, and now his bald head's in the shot for like a. 10 it's minutes. also nice when it's kind of wet. How many? Yeah. Yeah. How many? Oh, here. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Here comes. Here comes. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen. Has begun. Oh, get your hands ready. Get your hands ready. I can't. Oh, I. Oh, here it comes. Is there speaker? The President of the United States. Yay. Yeah. And there he is. Now, Pat, who is the person you want to say Russia to the Sheila Jackson. Sheila Jackson. Jackson. And we got, a, we got a peek at her before this all began. She was right, right on the so aisle. This is so fake. Staking this out her place. It's all fake. This is so disgusting. It's all fake. It's, it's look at, look at, and every president does this. It's not him. Every president does this. Oh, how are you? Oh, how have you been? Good to see you. Good. Oh, no, no, no. And they all do it. Look at and they all pretend that they're so interested. Oh, good to see you. Good to see you. I hate you so much. That's what he's thinking right now. I don't know who you are. Oh, hi. Yeah, how are you? Oh, that's great. I can't. Do I actually have to touch you? Good to see you. Oh. Good to see good you. Good to see you. Can it really be good to see every one of those people? No, it's not. It, it can't. Be. It's not good to see any of those people. Every president is like, I don't like you. You don't like me. I don't like you. John Dana. Oh, how are you? <laughs> so disappointed. Hey, hey, we're going to get together and we're going to, let's get, listen. You know we'll what? Let's get the kids Seriously, together. Have your people call mine. <laughs> right. We'll do a play date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. Oh, right on, Mr. President. Give me a high five. Hey, we're going to get together soon. Hey, look, it's all those people I've called uh, murderers and hate mongers for the last six years. <laughs> it's no, great to not, see you. There's it's not a... anybody who's lining up that's not a Democrat. Yeah, I don't see a lot of Republicans. Usually, there. No. Oh, there's because they would Mitch. be excoriated for doing that. Mitch is in the background. In now. fact, yeah, some yeah, of the Mitch. Democrats, anybody who has an election coming up, doesn't she? Sheila Jackson Lee. Lee. Jackson Lee. Congratulations, Sheila. Who had 11 seconds in the poll? She... So great. Thank you. Every time. Shameless. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you are looking at the wealthiest 1% right there. Oh, uh, the wealthiest 1% of Of the the wealthiest 1%. It is so sick what these people get away with and how they can line their own pockets. Uh, Okay, stop it. What a spectacle. This is so ridiculous. Stop it. This is just, it's, it's, 
I'm from Vietnam. I prefer served in Vietnam. Who, who, who believes this applause? For either president, who believes this applause? Privilege and distinct honor. Oh, no. presenting oh, to Yay! And then we're gonna do it again. Oh yeah. I hate this. This is why. This is honestly. This is why nobody watches this because it's fake from the get-go. Oh, that's nice. By the way, you notice it's what it says over his head. In God we trust. Can't believe that hate phrase is His up head there. is blocking the words, Mr. just Speaker, kidding. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, members of Congress. Who else can you name? My fellow Americans. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. That's us. That's us. What's what's about? We are about 15 us? years into this new century. Oh, good. Oh, good man. 15 years that dawned with terror touching our shores. That unfolded with a new generation Look, fighting two long right and too. costly wars. That saw a vicious recession spread across our nation and the world. That wasn't my fault, by the way. <laughs> Dead George Bush. It has been and still is a hard time for many. It's the longest recovery since uh, World War II. So, but, yeah. tonight, but tonight, we turn the page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we've turned the page tonight, several times. So, After a breakthrough year for America. Oh, well, oh, our economy what? is growing and creating jobs at the fastest pace since 1999. Fact check. Mm. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Fast since 1999. All right. Wow. 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 You might want to stand. Oh, oh. We're talking about the president of the United States. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do this last night so bad. Oh, man. We have to stop now? Yeah. I think it's time. All right. So you can watch that on demand. You can watch uh, it on demand. At theblaze.com slash TV. Uh, it's worthwhile. Uh, it's fun. It was, it, it was a good time. It was the only way to make that thing bearable. It really was because he lied over and over and over again. Just a small smattering of some of the fact-checking uh, from the Blaze and AP. Um, Obama said at this moment with a growing economy, shrinking deficits, bustling industry, and booming energy production, we have risen from the recession three-year to write our own future than at any other time or any other nation on earth. Uh, by a lot of measures, the, the economy still has deep, deep scars. Um, while job growth, this says, is healthy. Now, I, I dispute even that because the labor force is much, much smaller than it was when he got into office. Um, I forget the percentages, but we showed them to you last night. We, talk, we talked about this. Uh, there's people who have just given up. I think so, it's the lowest since 1978. Lowest since 1978. Wow. And something else was the lowest since uh, even before that. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a great, healthy uh, job economy right now. But, you know, you can spin the numbers to look any way you want, usually, and they do. So there's that. There's still 1.7 million fewer workers with full-time jobs than when the recession began. Isn't that just enough? We don't even have the amount of workers that we had in 2007. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, isn't that enough? So, right there, the whole nonsense about job growth is a lie. 
Inflation-adjusted median household income reached 53880 in November, uh, according to an analysis. It's about 4% higher than when it bottomed out in 2011, but it's still 4.5% lower than the 56447 income in 2007. And he's been president for six years. Yeah. He hasn't got us back to zero yet. We're still in the negative in both of those it's categories. That, that's a staggering statistic. I mean, how could you possibly claim success? If this was Bush... The media would be beating him with just that. Yeah. Just that stat would be enough for them to mock him for months to come. Booming energy production, yes, that is happening. He's fought it every step of the way. The guy hates oil and gas exploration, has done everything he can to squash it. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, we have an industry who's been going after it and, and getting it and extracting it and doing these things. And that's kept the price really low. Yeah, uh, so. but, uh, the other part uh, he took credit for that really pissed me off about that was uh, he took, remember, you know, his, the way he's dealt with Russia, he credited that, that for the situation the Russians are in. Yes. And the current yeah. situation the Russians are in are, is based upon falling oil. oil prices, which are the result of policies you, Mr. Yeah. President, have opposed. <laughs> Um, so you can't take credit for that. You don't his, get any credit for that. It's a big deal with the Russians. Here's how he dealt with the Russians. He issued, uh, he froze bank accounts. Foreign bank, not the Russian accounts, because we have no power over that. Foreign accounts for the Russians. And many of them didn't even have foreign it was, accounts. It was like seven. It I think started it with seven Russian citizens. They expanded to 15, maybe, eventually. Something like that. So what? It wasn't Putin. Putin, it wasn't any of his close advisors. It's people around him, you know, like ancillary people. And he froze bank accounts that in most of the cases I, I read, they didn't even have foreign bank accounts yeah. to freeze. So give me the, th the, three or, the four big Russia points of this presidency. Yeah. One, we stopped the bank accounts, a foreign investment of some people who didn't even have them. Okay. Two, the reset button. Powerful. Wow. That, that was, was a powerful That worked one. really well. Oh, excuse Where me, they I'll got that number. wrong from the beginning, by the way, because it wasn't reset. It meant right. you, you got Getting it wrong. It was peregrusta, which means overcharge. Right. <laughs> uh, three, we'll transmit it to Vladimir. Yeah, right. Uh, is a great one right. uh, and a classic of all classics. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, for the oil prices are the thing boiling. Again, a po policies he opposed leads to an oil drop, which is actually affecting the Russians and not the other way around. Uh, I mean, you take just those four, and certainly there are extras there. But th this has been an, an unmitigated disaster. Uh, you can go into the sure. how bad they were with Syria, with John Kerry making a joke that makes us change our policy in Syria through, with Russia. Uh, I mean, it, he it's should have pathetic. been embarrassed to even bring up Russia. It, oh yeah, and the last one so bad. I was thinking of as I was going through that list was Mitt Romney. He yeah, mocked him. him for saying they were sure a did. threat. Now he's taking credit for disabling sure, sure the threat. Did. Yeah. I thought there was no threat from these guys. Yeah. It's pathetic. Uh, another, another fact check on Mr. Magnificent last night. I am sending this Congress a bold new plan to lower the cost of community college to zero. Ooh. How? Are you going to get the colleges to volunteer their time? Are you going to get the uh, con contractors to build the buildings for free? You're gonna you're gonna get the professors to to donate their no 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 we'll, we'll just pay for it. It's actually going to cost us. That's it's zero for qualifying students. However, it's an estimated sixty billion over ten years to us. And I mean, there's there's page after page of this and stuff, but we only have uh, they only d tackled a couple of them here. We'll we'll talk about some of the others coming up. And if I could just say one more time, it will not be 
sixty billion dollars. No, no, over ten it, it never is. It will not be it close never, to that. It will be more because is. it's always more. This is uh, typical of you, Pat. So typical. It is? Of what you do every day. Uh, You know, Pat mm -hmm. is known for his lying. Okay? He says a lot of things we know are untrue. And sometimes you're like, I don't know. Is that true or not? That's right. And then sometimes he says something that we know is so blatantly untrue. I disagree. You have to call him out on it. And that's what he did in this. That's what he did in this last break when he said Valerie Jarrett Mm -hmm. said something untrue. That's coming up Mm -hmm. uh, because you we're going to investigate your little uh, your falsehood there because it's impossible. Mm -hmm. It's scientifically proven that it is impossible for Valerie Jarrett to tell a lie. You know, you would think that, wouldn't you? You would think a person of that kind of integrity, uh, that kind of uh, responsibility that yeah. she has. She's right next to the president. Mm-hmm. And we, know, we all know her to be a person of profound character. Yes. Don't we? Thank we, you. We know that. There's one thing you know about Valerie Jarrett. What's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> profound, profound character. Which is why we were, we were in such shock when shock. you lied about her. Stunned. I, I didn't mean to lie. I think I lied. It was during the break, though, right? Maybe people don't even know the lie. Well, that's why I brought right. it up, because yeah. I didn't want you yeah. to get away with it in the break. I wanted you to be <laughs> responsible you. for your lie. Thank you for holding my feet to the fire, mm-hmm. Stu. Thank you. Mm-hmm. First, let's start with what the president of these United States said last night during the State of the Union speech about wages, because it's so important. Wages. I mean, whether it's women's wages or or uh, wages of those who are earning the minimum wage in this country, they're inadequate, all of them. Am I right? Who's with me on that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who's with me? I think that if a woman does equal work to a man, she should get equal pay. Am I crazy for that? No, you're not crazy for that. Uh, I think a person who who lives on minimum wage, $7.25 an hour, and has a family of of 17, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's adequate. I think they should be able to afford a big, nice, beautiful home and a Ferrari in the, yes, a Ferrari in the garage. Maybe a spaceship. Maybe. Uh, I mean, what what has NASA done with the fleet of shuttles? Nothing. So why shouldn't the minimum wage earners be allowed to buy them? Thank you. They should be. Uh, because, uh, but what's going on in this country is unbelievable. It's unfathomable, and he addressed some of it last night. That's why this Congress still needs to pass a law that makes sure a woman is paid the same as a man for doing the same work. <laughs> Yay! Missed. It's 2015. Yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) It's time. It is time. He's right. We still need to make sure employees get the overtime they've earned. Right. The overtime. What about the overtime they've earned? And Mm -hmm. everyone in this Congress who still refuses to raise the minimum wage, I say this. He says this. If you truly believe you could work full-time and support a family on less than $15,000 a year. Try it. Try it. Try it. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, all you evil conservative republicans who think you can 
have a family of seven and, and get by on seven twenty-five and all fifteen thousand dollars a year? Try it. <laughs> Do you know how many billions of Americans have to try to get by on seven twenty-five an hour? My understanding is it's trillions. It's trillions, trillions of, Americans, of Americans, or over eighty-five uh, percent of us. Mm-hmm. Over eighty-five percent of Americans are trying to make ends meet on minimum wage. Am I right? Isn't that about the stat? It's pretty close. It's right? pretty close. It's around one uh, <laughs> percent. Well, the the actual uh, situation he's describing is mm-hmm. considerably less than that. Um, however, uh, it's only a few percent that actually learn, earn. And why wage. is that? It's because well, people just entering the work environment. Right. When I, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, those are who are making minimum wage as a rule. Yeah, my, my first job was at a uh, small, like, mom-and-pop uh, store called McDonald's. And when I was working there, uh, mm-hmm. I made four twenty-seven an hour. Was that minimum wage It was minimum time? wage at the time, Pat. Oh, my gosh. No, see, and, a family of 12 couldn't get by on now, that. When I got the job, the first thing mm-hmm. I did was go out, uh, get married, and impregnate multiple women to <laughs> have you. lots of Good kids. Good for you. Uh, when I was, you know, 16 years old, they should have and raised your wage to $29 an hour at right. that point. And that's what—that's the problem, Pat. They didn't. They, they didn't. kept me at 4.27 an hour. Damn. Them. Which, which was Turn interesting because um, they didn't even give me free food. Oh, uh, good. So God. I had to oh, pay my. half price for my food at McDonald's. You didn't just take it. Well, no, I, I, I did take it quite a lot. Uh, I, can't, I can't hear anymore, Stu. I'm, oh, okay. I'm weeping over uh, this story. Uh, I don't hear you it weeping. Hurts. It hurts. Uh, the point inside, being, um, inside, I'm weeping like a girl. When I was 16, I didn't have a family to support. In fact, I didn't mm. have any children at the time, didn't have a wife, didn't mm. have anything except well, myself. Yeah. I live for yeah. free at home. Okay, but you do now. So let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. How's that minimum wage working out for you now? Um, <laughs> okay. In be- well, uh-huh. how's in, it working out for you yeah. now? In between, uh-huh. uh, when I was making four twenty-seven and today, right. now how's I, the four twenty-seven treating you? No, I, I, I did get a raise in there <laughs> you somewhere. Did? Yeah, it wasn't much. Wait. Um, what? Yeah, you it was still, a slight. You still have to pay half price for the food, though. No, I can now. I get free food at work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's, I mean, I, look, you know, it's I don't it's, have the stats in front of me. We've, I've done, uh, we've ludicrous. done a, I think we did a wonderful World of Two monologue, didn't we, on minimum wage at one point? Talking I don't know. about this, maybe we could dig that up because uh, that's always a fun uh, little flashback. Um, but we could go back and look at this because it's, it's a very small percentage of people that earn minimum wage, um, and then it's a very small percentage of those people that are in the situation the president describes. It's it's not what minimum wage is designed for, honestly. It's, it's designed for entry-level work. It's designed for coming, you know, retirement work. If you're like, you, you want to get a job for a few hours, part-time per week. Um, it's, it, it's, it's designed for single people, people who have just moved here, people who have just entered the workforce. It is not designed to work full-time work full and then you support a family. And by the way, nope. if you do, are trying to support a family on minimum wage, what you need to do, like all of our predecessors did, was to get another job. I had multiple jobs in my life when I needed to have multiple jobs in my life. Jeffy works here. He also sells drugs. People have, this is what you do, okay? You come up with multiple jobs. And, like, is it the greatest thing in the world? No. But you you create way more problems than you solve when you do this sort of nonsense. Let me ask you this. 
What about the equal pay for women? I, that's that's um, one thing that I'm sick about. There okay, is, we, there you seem to be poo-pooing the minimum wage situation. I did well, seem to be, But yes. equal pay, when a woman does equal work, my thing is she deserves the same amount of pay, and she's not getting it. She's just not, not getting it. Um, she's I'm sick about it. Here's the thing. And there's a, there is an uh -huh. interesting, a slight distinction about what you're saying. Okay. Um, she is getting it. <laughs> and, and in some cases... More, more, yeah. more than a man. Again, again, this is all based on if, you, and this is what's funny about this stat. Yeah, the stat is totally pointless. It's bogus. A take every woman in America, every man in America that works, divide mm -hmm. it up by the number of people, and take an average wage. Compare those two numbers. Uh, the president was a victim of his own statistic when people did that to him in the White House. They said, oh, "Let's take all your women and all your men," and you find what is that, a thirteen percent wage gap? Um, no, no, that's not true. That? No. Let's turn to Valerie Jarrett, who was asked the question. And how that happened, somehow Carly Fiorino, uh, oh, yeah. is she a correspondent now on MSNBC? She, some, maybe she's a, yeah, maybe. Some are saying she's going to run for president. Yeah, anyway. oh, well, I would say she's basically saying it. Oh, really? <laughs> she's come oh, very close to I saying it. I didn't know that. She's talking about, well, I would, wow, it's important no that we shot. have, a, well, you know, they're saying God. it's important to have a woman in the field, and yeah. she's obviously very smart, and she's, uh, she's okay. accomplished, and well, she's in, not a bad person to have in the field, but I don't think she would win. Fortunately, she was on MSNBC last night with uh, Valerie Jarrett, and she asked her the question. I'm struck by the fact that the president hasn't really led in this. He's not uh, paying e women equally by his own measures in his own White House. Thank and I'm you. also struck by the fact that the single greatest impediment to equal pay for equal work is the seniority system, which mm. pays not on merit, not on performance, but on time and grade. And who is it who supports <laughs> the seniority system? Unions? Government bureaucracies, the vast majority Great. of constituencies that the Democratic Nicely Party uh, represents and who support the Democratic Party. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't the White House take on the seniority system and say, let's pay women by merit and by their results? Because based on my own experience, in those scenarios, women will be paid equally. Ballard? Well, let's, let's unpack your question a little bit, folks. So all first right. of all, unpack the first question course. and the last question, let's weave them together. In the White uh -huh. House, women do, do earn equal pay for equal work. Did you hear that? So she unpacked the question by saying, the question is, it's not true. In the White House, women do get equal pay for equal work. Which is untrue by it's their own measure. It's a flat-out freaking lie. Now, not according to me, not according to Fox News, not according to the Wall Street Journal editorial page. According to CBS News, the New York Times, and many other fact-checking organizations... CBS says there is still a double-digit pay gap between average men and women's earnings in the White House through Obama's tenure. Uh, the average female employee at the White House earns 78400 The average male employee earns $88,600, a gap of 13%. Right. 13%. Now, what about leadership? Okay, well, maybe it's just... You just took the average and you threw that out there. Right. What about leadership roles where women are uh, in leadership positions like men are? Among the White House leadership, there's only 53 female officials making more than 100 grand compared to 87 men who make more than $100,000. It's amazing. Hey, you know, stop it. So it's, it's a flat out 
provable lie. Because it's, and that's what's interesting is usually the answer here is um, it's an, it's a ridiculous point you're making because the statistic is so invalid. When you apply, you take yeah, the average. You can't do it. You're taking you it. someone who's at entry level and counting them the same as someone who's a, a, a manager. And so you can't average them. It's a pointless statistic. The problem is the White House can't use that defense because they are the ones propagating the statistic. Yep. So they can't say, well, wait a minute, that's a BS way you're calculating that because they are calc their whole argument is based on that calculation. Yep. So what they've said in the past and what Jay Carney has said in the past is, well, we're closer than most people. Like, we're only a 13% wage gap. Everyone else is a 23% wage gap, which is such a pathetic argument. But as, as Pat just pointed out, even when you go and you do put leadership versus leadership, you yep. still find still the gap. A huge gap. Yeah. 34. 34 men making a 34 more men yep. than women making 100 grand or more at the yep. White House. We'll be, we'll be right back. We've got, we got more to say on all of yeah. this stuff coming up. That's too. So uh, we wanted to go into this because Pat was making a great point in the break, which we didn't get have time to get into. You do that a lot. Yeah, he does it in the break, and, and then never he never does it on never the air. does it on uh, there. Uh, so, <laughs> so the point being uh, mm -hmm. that men and women um, have you can't just average the rates and, and and say okay, well, men earn more than women because of a lot of different factors, different uh, You can't just say an average right. because you might have people in different jobs, different levels of that job, different seniority, different uh, levels of education, different experience levels, and the idea that men and women make different choices and go into different fields. The, the easy example is uh, a lot of times maternity. Women go through high educated jobs sometimes. They get, they, I, you mm. know, they get these great jobs and then they decide they're going to have a baby and they're going to stay home and no longer work. Interesting. Well, guys don't typically make that choice. So you take out higher earning people out of the workforce more often. Well, uh, 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 another situation. happened here yeah. with, uh, with, with Glenn's daughter, Hannah. Yeah. Hannah was in a very good position in this company, and she was doing a great job. She's incredibly smart, yeah. doing a great job in the book division. She had a baby. She was just going to take the six weeks or whatever the maternity leave is, you know, realized her heart was now at home with the baby, and she wanted to stay. Yeah. So she did. Yeah. She got out of the workplace. Well, men don't make that decision as a rule. Yeah. You know, we don't have the babies. We are not the nurturers. I'm sorry. There is some kind of difference between us. Yeah. I I guess that's horrible to say. It just happens to be science. <laughs> and while there may very well be female ice road truckers and oil derrick workers, <laughs> guys rule, not tend as much. to take those jobs yeah. more often. They're the dangerous jobs away from the right. family for months at a time. Uh, and they get paid more for those things. Uh, so all of those factors go in when you when you actually take a person who's 38 years old, who went to graduate school, who's working at a computer company in senior management. When you compare those two, there's almost no wage gap whatsoever, even though even with the maternity mm -hmm. things and the things that we're talking about. There is so much so many interesting angles on this, mm -hmm. because uh, back in the 70s, when the equal rights movement began, and they were talking about equal pay for equal jobs. One of the things they always threw out there, uh, and Billie Jean King did it all the time. She's a huge tennis star. 
she used to say, I, I don't make as much when I win a tournament as the men do. And uh, for a long time, that was a, her, a big deal for them, was that the women don't make as much as the men when the men win a tournament. There wasn't as much money in the women's game as there was in the men's for playing exactly the same game, doing exactly the same thing. Now, there's an argument to be made that the, the ratings on television were much, much higher for men because they were. Mm -hmm. The attendance at the stadiums was much, much higher for the men because it was. And women don't play the same brand as men because they're different because they do play a different brand of tennis than the men. Uh, you know, take, the, take a woman in her prime and a man in his, and the man's going to beat the woman every time in tennis or just about whatever the sport. However, uh, it became a compelling argument, and women then were, uh, through the 70s, became as highly paid yeah. as the men, even though and other factors were different. Yeah, and, and you look now, people like you know Maria Sharapova make more than almost anybody. Make more. Oh yeah, uh, the high ends of the of the. It's not always true. I mean, but like, but he, it, the potential okay. is there to be way higher. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and 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 one of the reasons why, and you if you watch this show consistently, we've made these points before. And one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite arguments is because I bought it. I, I mean, I legitimately thought, look. There is something out there, and guys just pay guys more. Like I didn't, I just never put any thought to it. They said yeah. the 77 stat so many times, I was just like, ah, it's probably true. They, yeah, they were really good. It at wasn't until I read a book about it. The book's called Why Men Earn More, by the way. We've had the, the um, host on it, Wonderful World of Stew, before. Uh, I had read it several many years ago. You should dig ago. that interview up too, because that'd be fascinating. Yeah, I, well, I may have done it as Garth Bunk. Still be, still, still be good. Still be fascinating. Yeah, or we could like have him on again it. and do an interview a little bit more seriously. Yeah. But it's such a fascinating thing because I love <clears> those, <throat> those things, those counterintuitive moments where you hear these things all the time. They're repeated in the news all the time. And until you look at the actual numbers, yeah. you, you, don't just, you don't realize the truth. And, and Jeffy brought up a point. Well, oh, no. Valerie Jarrett uh, didn't lie because what you'll say is yeah. when you compare women doing exactly the same thing with the same experience and education level to the men in the White House doing all that, it's the same. Well, the way to, to defeat that argument is that's not the argument they're making for society in general. Yeah. So that's not the argument you make for them. Yeah. They're, they're taking the average, and, by the way, and that's what we're doing to them. And this is one of the things I like about Carly Fiorina is that she actually was very precise <laughs> in the way she phrased that. Mm -hmm. She said using their measures. Yeah. And, and when you're using their measures, she is blatantly it was, lying. It was really nicely done. Correct. Yeah, she really was nicely good. done. Um, let's do the same thing on minimum wage. Uh, we, we talked about minimum wage at the break before. Let's come back on the other side of this commercial, and we'll give you this, the true story on the minimum wage. Kay. Are there uh, trillions of people making minimum wage in this country supporting yes. their families? 80 trillion. 80 trillion is 80 the trillion. accusation by Pat. I Heart think the president was a little bit softer on Heart that. Heartbreaking. Yeah, he was trying to soft pedal it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here to, to truth tell. 80 trillion people making minimum wage, trying to support families of 11. It's heartbreaking. Someday, Jeffy, we'll get you up to minimum wage, don't worry. Maybe not you. Not you. Not you. Gotten us off on so many tangents. Fair enough.
that. Jeez. It's it, as if we didn't just do a three-hour radio show. And I know, like and there's still more. Well, yeah, I could no, talk no. about the things contained in that speech last night for probably a week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got the minimum wage, you got the equal pay for women, you got all of these things, but you wanted to uh, clarify something on minimum wage. Yeah, too, we didn't. Right? Re you asked me the exact statistics. I didn't have them in front of Oh, you of found them already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, we had done a, a monologue on this in the Wonderful World. Yeah, so maybe you had. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll roll this out tomorrow and you can see the whole thing because there's more to it than just this. But uh, they make the argument minimum wage, we need to raise it. Why? Because there's all these people out there supporting their families, uh, and they shouldn't have to support their families on, on seven twenty-five on, an hour. Yeah, on seven twenty-five an hour, and it's a compelling argument. You pick yourself in that situation, and it, that's what he tried to do last night. If you can, if you can do it on fifteen thousand dollars, try it. He's trying to personalize it. If you yeah. were in that situation, trying to raise a family on seven twenty-five an hour, you Couldn't wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Uh, okay. So let's look at what this situation is. All right. In reality now, not this is this a big situation? 1% of the workforce makes minimum wage. So okay, 1%, 1% so that's makes our minimum wage. That's our starting point. You're eliminating 99% of the workforce, okay? 1% of the workforce makes minimum wage. That's a great wage. starting point because it is. Yes, it, it is. so you're talking about almost nobody at all anyway. No, yeah, so if I if if that's where I left this, it would be fine. It's a, we, the it argument's up. one, right? Yeah. Yes. But let's go a little further. Let's drill down. Let's deconstruct. I want to. Un I want to unpack it. Unpack. I'm going to unpack the argument if I could quote if Valerie Jarrett here. Okay, so you're down to one percent. Of that one percent, how many actually do the things the president was talking about? It's hard, sort of hard to break out because they don't ask people that. Okay, are you working full time, supporting a family? You know, mm -hmm. so this is a way we can break it down. Looking at the numbers, they do actually. Uh, track of that one percent, teenagers make up the largest age group. Um, and if you look at people who are, as we would clarify, uh, class, classify them as children, in that they can stay on their parents' health insurance. How many? Let me ask uh, you this before you get any further. Okay. How many kids did you have when you were a teenager? Because I had four. I, I had, had eight. four. I did have eight. You had eight. Yeah, Jeffy. Jeffy, uh, can you even count? I, you didn't keep track, right? You probably lost count at seventeen or eighteen. In there, something. Jeffy has like so many kids. Some yeah. of them are older than him. When I was fifteen, I was supporting a family of four. Um, really? So okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're one of the people we're talking about. Um, okay, so. Uh, of the 1% that are on the minimum wage, 55% of minimum wage workers are under the age of 25. Okay. Okay. Now, some, there could be some people in that age group Who that are supporting are a family, supporting a family mm -hmm. working full-time. Very okay. few, but yes. But let's say 55%. However, there obviously, on the other side, are people who... Uh, you know, aren't. So if you're talking so, about 55%, that's 0.55%. So we're at 0.55%. Okay. Now, there's a little crossover between these groups. Again, it's not e perfectly easy to figure out, but we, we, we can, I think that's fair mm -hmm. to say about half of a percent, maybe it's 0.6%, uh, we're down to now. Now, let me give you more. <laughs> um, of the people who make the minimum wage, mm -hmm. less than one-third, 32%, work full-time. So again, you're at 0.6%. A third of that is 0.2. Mm -hmm. You're somewhere in the area of 0.2 to 0.3% of the po population, excuse me, not of the population, of the working, uh, of the workforce that actually do the things the, the president is talking about. That are full-time. Yeah. That are, not even doing the things no, the president's not, yeah, talking about. Right. They're full-time. Just full-time. And they're under 25. And they're over 25. Oh, over right. 25. So okay. of the people who would be of typical right. of family leadership age, okay, mm -hmm. that work full time, you're at 
0.2% of the population. Now, of mm. that 0.2% <laughs> of the population, you have to imagine that some of them are working full-time and don't have a family to support, right? Yeah, right? You have to imagine some of these people work 40 hours, work full-time, and don't have 11 teen children that they're supporting mm. on that yeah, salary. There might be a so, couple. I, your high watermark is 0.2, let's mm. be generous and say a third of a percent of the workforce is what he's talking about. One and, third. And this is what progressives percent. do all the time. Yep. They give you that one wonderful, glorious example. They, and, and then they broaden it out to this giant big circle. And what you, they love to do mm-hmm. is bring that person that they found, yep. the one person they found in Bemidji, Minnesota, yep. and they bring them to the State of the Union address and they point to them. <laughs> And, like and, uh, like uh, Billy from Bemidji mm-hmm, up there. Mm-hmm. Billy from Bemidji is he has seventeen children. He's making where is he from? Bemidji, Bemidji. Minnesota, and he's making uh, he's making seven twenty five an hour. Minnesota, up in Minnesota. Okay, and uh, and his kids are starving. And his wife freezing. has to work. They didn't jobs. pay for heat. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's true. It's every they, single time. So instead, you need a giant uh, uh, program that will cause tons of damage, hurt tons of businesses. But yep. that one person, yep. you connect with that one person. Yeah. And by the way, we can also now, uh, I think, officially make the ruling that Bemidji, Minnesota, is the new Pocatello, Idaho. It is. Uh, it is. I don't know how that happened. I don't or know why, but it did. I don't know how it happened did. either, but it's here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pocatello. Uh, you had this wonderful thing yeah, that you, you were did. known for. You did. Pat gave it's a ridiculous example of a town. My love affair with Pocatello is over. Well, they started it's paying. Over. It started it's equal paying is what they did. Oh, Bemidji they did. Bemidji has okay. not. Right. Bemidji right. is not. So now Bemidji right. will be the example <laughs> for every weird random town. And you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you had one welcome. in Kentucky, too. Don't you have one in Kentucky? Uh, Paducah, maybe? No, I had Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie uh, New York. New York. Uh, none, none of those have ever risen to the level. Mm. There's a Utah Iowa. one. There's an, I think there's an Iowa. The, uh, Isn't there a Utah one you talk about, too? Uh, all I know there is... There was a two-dot Montana. Two dot, I love that. It's, it's, we're all about Bemidji. Okay? Yes, Bemidji, Bemidji, Minnesota right now it's Bemidji. is the new Pocatello. Okay? And you're welcome. Oh, they're all. Oh, yeah. 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 That's Billy. That's Billy. He's from Bemidji. He gets support his family. Mm. 725 and out. That's a livable way. Not when you have seven people in the family. Triple eight, seven two seven back. Uh, probably take a break from the State of the Union address no, because it's gotten us off on a tangent. Well, any tangents, we, and uh, we're pissed. Yeah, although we can still tie it in. I mean, we were we talking could. about equal pay for equal work. Yeah, and I think there's a, a little tie that we've noticed uh, lately between, and this is something that pisses me off all the time, which is this idea that men's and women's sports are equal oh. and should be. They're not. They're not. They're, they're just not. They're just. I'm sorry. Look, they're just not. There, I, well, I, I honestly would argue that some women's sports are better. Like I think uh, 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 gymnastics, for example. 
Yes. I think better. Women yeah, better. Skating. Skating Ice is another skating. one. Honestly, these are big sports for what? some people. I don't, I'm not, a lot of the Olympic sports, though, you can make these arguments. <clears throat> Beach volleyball. Totally superior for women. <laughs> much better. Much, much better sport for women. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I honestly, yeah. in my personal preference, and I know this isn't necessarily everybody, yeah. I actually like women's <clears throat> tennis better than men's tennis. Do you? Um, first of all, three <laughs> sets is a better length than five. Three sets is a better uh, length than five. Five sets is hard, too though. freaking I mean, long. It's I agree. not as hard. Right, but if, if, and yet they're paid if, the they play, if they paid 25 innings in baseball, it would be too long. Five yeah. sets is too freaking long for it, tennis. It is. And then next, the other part of it is men's tennis is completely dominated by the serve. And it's so dominated by the serve, the game is boring a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you have these guys that come in and they'll win – Every single service game through after set, after set, after set, after set. They're, the rallies are too short. Women's tennis, there's a lot more. To, I actually like it better. You know, as a, I'm, a, I'm a tennis yeah. fan. I play tennis. Well, I actually like the sport better to watch. When the guys can rifle the ball at 154 miles an hour, yeah. uh, that's going to have an effect on the game. Yeah, I mean, they're better you know? at tennis. The guys they, are they better are. And they would professionals. They would destroy the top women. The top they absolutely would. Destroy but the top a, women. As a sport to watch. It's it's just yeah. a better sport w- yeah. when women play it because they don't. Get, I mean, Serena Williams is the only one really who can control a match by her serve, yeah. and and she winds up. You know, she's the best player in the world because of it. But most matches, you can watch long rallies. They hit drop shots. They go for angles. They do a lot more it's than guys fun. do. Yeah. It's more fun to watch. Um, but there are some sports where uh, basketball. Not even close. Uh, it's not even close. No. And for some reason, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, it, women's basketball is just uninteresting to the vast majority of Americans. The vast, vast majority. <laughs> just reading this, you know, you know, I'm a big BYU fan. I was just reading an article about, uh, about the sports situation at BYU. And they were making a point about how uh, girls' basketball is, is uh, really excelling, and, but they, they don't receive the same kind of money. Well, here's why. <laughs> BYU has, has, at one time, they had the largest basketball arena in the country. It's 22,000 people. It's, I think it's fourth or sixth now. Um, but uh, the men, uh, who are 15 and 6, I think, this year, average around 18,500 people at the games. Okay. So mostly huge, huge full, mostly 80, full. 90% full. Three quarters full, whatever. Um, depending on the game, and if Utah comes in, it's going to be Yeah, it doesn't take out. much to fill that place yeah. up. And if they have an even better year or they're playing better quality of opponents that come to town, they're going to be more full. So 18,500. The women are 14 and 3, I think it is, or 15 and 3 or something. They average 700 people. So it's it's, it's close. It's close. You're within (laughs) 18,000. You're not drawing the same kind of revenue, and yet... Oh are they playing gosh. in the same building? So they have 700 people in a 22,000-seat arena? In a 22,000-seat oh. arena. That's They're being outdrawn by women's soccer, uh, by uh, men's and women's volleyball, uh, in, in a much smaller little field house where they play. I think it seats 2,500. But they're, and they're being, you know, I, I think hockey is, is outdrawing them. I mean, it's... How can they justify Hockey is only field. Reason? They only play club hockey at BYU. Uh, it's not even a varsity sport. So, you know, <laughs> how, do you, how do you say, I'm sorry, you must have exactly the same programs and spend exactly the same kind of money and do exactly the same amount of scholarships 
and all the kinds of things they force right. with Title IX mm -hmm. when you've got that kind of turnout. And, of course, you're, the answer is what you said, Title IX. The government has to get involved yeah. to make things fair. So now a college the size of BYU has to dump money into a program that no one is no, paying attention cares to about. and generates no revenue. And I don't, I don't want girls' basketball to go away necessarily, but it doesn't make any sense. They should play in the smaller field house. They like the field house. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, they should play there. justify it? And, and, and they should get one, crazy. you know, tenth one twentieth of the amount of money. Yeah. And you know what? That's the, that's the way it should be. But there is, I, you know, and then you talk about fairness and equality. That's not fair or equal. No. That's it's not, not fair. That's ridiculous is what it is. And everybody <laughs> knows it's ridiculous. <laughs> of course. But yet Title IX has looked back on it as this really positive thing that the, the, the government did. And I always, I, my, my favorite thing about this is, you know, ESPN does 30 for 30. And they, do, they did 30 documentaries. It was about men's sports, 30 documentaries about men's sports that told the big stories of, the, of, of 30 years of ESPN. It's a great documentary series. They continue to churn these things out, and almost all of them are awesome. I, I love watching the series. However, when Title IX was having its anniversary, they decided to do Nine for Nine which they did nine sh stories about women's uh, sports, you know, to celebrate the mm. wonderful effects of Title IX. Do you realize you gave 30 movies to the guys and nine to the women? <laughs> Do you realize your own network can't even justify making the same amount of movies about women's sports, and you're acting Shh. as if it's a viable idea to spend the same on these sports? Still just, just, sense, just shut up about it. So if we shut up about it, people will ignore it, and it'll go it. away? It. Okay, good. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm going to shut up about that. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. It's so ridiculous. And the idea that, you know, you know, the government needs to get involved at that level. Well, how's, how, what size and what level of intrusiveness will you tolerate when you will tolerate micromanaging a college's budgets of what they spend on sports based on private parts? So what happens then? Football at almost every one of these universities, including BYU, Football has to subsidize every other program. All the women's sports have to be subsidized by football. Why? Because they're losing money hand over fist <laughs> on everything and else. football is making a ton. So you've got to subsidize it with that. It's unbelievable. Embarrassing. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's wrong. Yeah, it is. Absolutely it wrong. is. And also another thing that's unbelievable and wrong, the New England Patriots <laughs> who continue uh, Why doing do you things. Why do a, a little mistake. He, he does. He has a, a jihad against New England this week. I, don't, I, I, over... well, I should say this, first of all. I do not have a jihad. I, despite their idiotic behavior here, we'll get into it in a second, I am still rooting for them to win the Super Bowl I because Richard too. Sherman's an idiot. Yeah. So yeah. No, despite cheating, they, I mean, honestly, despite they had the a murderer on their son. team. <laughs> I, mean, I, I still want them to beat Richard Sherman. Okay? So They had, think about yeah, that. They had a murderer. They had a murderer on their team. Was it last year or has it been the year before now? Has he gone by that? Yeah, I think it's been a, a full no, year. He was in the locker room no, with Elvis, so the... it was last year. It was, was it early really? Last year, early last year or spring of last year, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was... My... Aaron Hernandez we're talking about. Golly. Uh, Elvis was still in the locker room with so him, the, so. Yeah. So the Patriots are uh, famous for what is called Spygate, which is they filmed the St. Louis Rams practices before the Super Bowl, obviously, to figure out what the hell they were going to do during the games. And the Patriots were big underdogs in that game, somehow won. Uh, many people say they won because of this. Do I believe that? Kind of do. Kind of do. I'll tell you at the time. The, the Rams, the I can't Kurt believe Warner -led Rams that team was so good. Were 
on fire. Mm -hmm. They were good. Wasn't it still Warner then? Yeah, it was Warner, and that was Tory Holt, and yeah. I mean, that, that, that Isaac Bruce. That, that, those teams yeah. were unbelievable. Oh, Marshall right. Falk. I mean, those oh, teams were yeah. unbelievably were so good. good, and they were they were so the better good. team. Yeah, they, they were, were the better team. The Patriots, however, to their credit, won. How did they win? We don't know. We do know that they were punished massively for what they did. I mean, they were they were docked big time draft picks for this. I mean, it was one of the biggest punishments uh, the NFL has ever dealt out to a team. This was not a nothing event as much as they try to describe it that way. However, okay, you got caught doing something. There probably have been other teams that have tried something similar and didn't get caught. Whatever. You can make all the excuses you want. However, when you mm -hmm. do get caught, mm -hmm. it's time to go back and on the, get on the right side of the law all the time. Hey, uh, yeah, well, now they're being that. investigated again, <laughs> this time for uh, deflating the balls in, rain, in a rainy environment. Um, they deflated the balls to make them easier to throw was and catch. Every ball deflated. You can't help. Yes, eleven what of was the twelve. Every ball no. deflated. No, eleven of the twelve you. balls were deflated. You can't uh, help what a ball under. boy might have might, might not have right. done. I don't buy that at all. You, you can't I think that. I think the entire uh, Belichick, Belichick either knew or has created such a bad environment, a bad culture there, that people feel justified in doing such things. Now, look, people do, I'm sure, you know, people scuff balls. They get them ready. Brad Johnson of the Tampa Bay Bucks said that he yeah. did that at one point. Mm -hmm. College uh, officials or, or some people who are in college sports are saying it happens often. The, the issue is, of course, not that. The issue is you're not supposed to do it, and it does right. give you a competitive advantage. And while they blew out the Colts 45-7, to 7, and you might say it, you know, uh, you know, someone on sports radio said this morning, it, you know, it didn't change the outcome of the game. It was a blowout. However, it, it was intended to change the outcome of the game. And right. the Baltimore Ravens are complaining the exact same thing happened in a much closer game the week before. Uh, it was 35-31 in that game. Um, so I have, you know, look, these guys are cheaters, okay? The, the week before this, they were praised... Uh, and, and, look, Belichick's very smart, the coach of the Patriots. They were praised because they came up with this sort of wrinkle in the rules, which if you take a guy who is normally an eligible receiver and you mark him ineligible, it's a tag. Right. But mm -hmm. they reversed it, and they did something that no one else does, and they said, okay, this, this uh, running back isn't eligible. They covered him, not knowing because it wasn't clear enough to the other team, and they were able to get uh, big plays out of it. And the, the Baltimore coach was complaining about it. Um, now, that is within the rules, but, you know, to, is it a little shady? Is it on the fringe? Are you walking the line of the rules? You're clearly not walking the intent of the rules, but are you walking the line of the rules? And the answer is yes. This entire organization constantly walks the line of the rules. And you know what? If somebody has the opportunity to call them out on the letter of the law, <laughs> they should do that. Because these guys do this sort of crap all the time. The culture they're, they're is there, and this is what they do. They're cheaters. Amen. Thank um, you, Jeff. Yeah. Amen. Here's what, here's what Tom Brady said back in 2011. He said when Gronk scores, it was like his eighth touchdown of the year. He spikes the ball, and he deflates the ball. I love that because I like the deflated ball. So, you know, I don't know if he's got <laughs> smaller hands or he just throws it better when it's a little bit defl deflated. Uh, or especially in the rain, it's going to be easier to grip. Yep. Uh, but whatever it is, uh, he admitted that he likes that. I, I, I don't know that that means they necessarily did this on purpose, but who knows? Sure seems that 11 way. out of 12 balls. Maybe you go to, maybe you check all the balls in every game, and it's like this a lot. I don't know.
Is it possible? Yeah, that's absolutely. We've Is it possible a lot? Different universities of times that happens? That. Yes. And I think Brad we need Johnson. to look into the Seattle Seahawks and what they did to the stinking yes. balls last week. Let's look into that. The story from Brad Johnson with the Bucks was amazing. I mean, he paid money, 7500 bucks, to have the balls taken care of, man. Who did? In the Super Bowl for Brad Johnson, yeah. the quarterback for the Bucks. Mm -hmm. Big story, him saying he paid money to have it done. Yeah, to have it deflated. Yeah, uh, to have the ball scuffed up. It was scuffed ready up. to play. Right, yeah. He was, I, oh, I guess wow. he was one of, he was a very uh, kind of OCD about how mm -hmm. the ball felt. So he actually paid someone to do it, but, which again, blatantly illegal. Uh, <laughs> but was not caught at the time. This was. And they should be That's punished, and they the should lose draft picks. The super oh, wait. They <laughs> yeah, did. I know, they did too. <laughs> Um, although that was more, I think, of the fact that I know. The, their coach Oakland, I know. Was, was the coach of the other team the year before and knew all the players and everything they were going to do. They even said, uh, they, you know, a lot of people believe that they knew the, the place. Oh, I'm sure that um, they did. Oh, I mean, my God. I don't know that they knew the place coming, but they knew. I love, I love John Gruden, but uh, Tony Dungy set the table for that game. Oh, clearly. And what happened with Gruden after, he, after those guys started yeah. leaving, I mean, that team fell apart. And but Gruden is the winner. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's got the greatest job in the world. No kidding. Doing those uh, the oh, Monday definitely. night games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also love how Brady's handling this. This is what the Patriots do. They've they've taken a page from the Obama administration. <laughs> he said, "I think I've heard it all at this point. It's ridiculous. I don't even respond to stuff like this. Really? Boom. Yeah. It's just too ridiculous to even talk about. Well, get away from me. Uh -huh. Can we talk about the game? It's kind of how it's kind of how the the White House spokesperson uh, handles you things. Ah, uh, this come on, that's a ridiculous question. Let's move on. That's old news. It's old news. Uh, well, we've heard all this before. None of these are scandals. Come on, come on. We we've dealt with that. We we talked about that before. Uh, uh, you need to take that up with the State Department. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look into that. And now Belichick said we'll fully co-op we'll cooperate fully with whatever the league wants us to, whatever the question they ask. Well. Yeah, you don't have any choice to cooperate. But, yeah. um, but the, the, the dumb thing, though, is that the teams are actually responsible for the balls. Like yeah. The teams bring the, the balls. The referees should be. Yeah, just the, the and that's probably going to – I bet you that changes after this year. Uh, the referees will not be Why responsible for the uh, – I mean, it's just stupid. Well, of course they're going to try to take any advantage they can. What do you want to bet? The New England Patriots have the opposing locker room bugged. I'll bet you they do. I'll bet well, you they watch them. I would not be I'll surprised at all. look for playbooks. I'll bet you they look hear pregame yeah. chatter. I'll bet, the, I'll, I'll bet they look for every Good competitive new. advantage they possibly prior, can. Yeah. Prior to mm -hmm. the start of this year, I would have said, so? <laughs> yeah, I know you would have. No, it's true. I mean, they bugged the sidelines of the Jets. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about the film. And they, they, they were yeah. fine for the Jets thing. A, a first-round pick plus $500,000 from Belichick. Belichick. And another quarter million from the team. Yeah. Now, look, you might say, well, they make all this money. Who cares? And I think, honestly, that's how Belichick looks at it. It's part of a competitive. It's part of the cost of doing business. Yeah. Guys, occasionally, six we lose Super draft Bowl. picks. He doesn't care. I get caught every three or four years. We lose a couple draft picks. Right. We lose a little bit of money. It's worth it. That's right. shady. It's, I mean, look. It is. I, I it still, is. by the way, Richard Sherman's still on the other team. Is that... Yes, that's correct. He's still in Seattle? Okay. Yes. So I'm going for New England, but they still didn't even be in the game. They should just break. They should just let – well, no, I can't do that. I don't know what you do in these situations. I mean, like, if, if Pete Rose never was caught doing anything near what the Patriots have been caught doing, he gambled, but he didn't gamble on, against his team yeah. that has ever been proven. He gambled for his team or on other games. The, he's banned from baseball. He's banned from the Hall of Fame. These guys do this every two or three years, and they're celebrated as the most wonderful team of all time. It's silly. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. But Richard Sherman's still on um, Seattle, right? 
Yeah. Okay, I'm going for New England. Yeah. Okay. I Me just want to make sure I understand. Me too. Despite it all. Oh yeah. Totally going for New England. Go, go Patriots. Patents too. Uh, you know, let's see this headline here from the New York Post. Former Obama aide tells all in new memoir. No, he doesn't. He tells uh, like a an infinitesimal size that doesn't even amount to a neutron in an atom size of stuff. The kind of stuff he told was like. Uh, the president once, when we were playing basketball against a group of people, said, hey, don't beat them too bad because they need to vote for me. That's the kind of stuff he tells. Are you, ki are you kidding me? Uh, uh, he didn't like M&Ms. That's the kind of stuff he tells in this tell-all book. Uh, I gave him trail mix one time, and he took all the M&Ms out of it. <laughs> okay. Ooh. What about this, though? Throughout Ooh. the campaign, I was always trying to scratch and scrounge to procure the ideal footwear. I'd footwear. send, screen, I'd send oh, screenshots to the advance team and say, mm -hmm. find these. Also, buy wool socks. <laughs> wow. And listen to this tell-all. This is going to blow the lid off this administration. During a stop in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Oh my Hang on. Gosh. This is going to get good. Because it's, it's a Vegas story. It's a Vegas now, story. My what, understanding what happens was what happens Vegas. there stays there. Stays in Vegas. Not this time, my not friend. Not this one time. This is a tell-all book. Okay, uh -huh. He's telling all. It's not staying in Vegas now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's out thanks to Chucky Love or whatever Red, his Reggie name Love, is. Yes. Reggie Love. Reggie Love uh, said during a stop in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Here it comes. NBA great Charles Barkley. Strip club, right? Called to say. They went to a strip club. No. Nope. It was just like doing blow off hookers' bellies for hours. <laughs> no. uh, and just rampaging party. Katy Perry mm -hmm. shows up. Right. They're, they're, on the, they're just out in the yeah. public makeout sessions. Mm. Michelle well, Obama gets in on it. Um, it's a crazy night. It's drugs, drinking, hard. Mm. It was Jeffy was there. I'm starting well, to like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what here's what Charles Barkley called and said. Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> oh man, this is the start. Hangover part four. Here it is. Let's hang out. Whoa! This is some kind of tell-all. Whoa! Boring. Okay. Enough telling us all because that's too much. We can't. We don't want to hear that kind of stuff about our president. That Charles Barkley called him once and said, "Let's hang out." Or that he took M and M's out of trail mix. Yeah, it's un American. That's yeah, un American. Totally you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> this is ridiculous. Come on. Is anybody gonna buy this book? I look no. Zero interest. Zero. Less no, than five thousand copies shoe. total. You think? Yes. I think so too. Less than I think 5, so too. Especially copies. with this kind of crap in it. Yeah. I mean, no, like he'll, his friends will buy it. Yeah, probably. You know. Yeah, probably. That's about it. Uh, when love was going to a Wendy's for fast food, Obama cautioned. Here's another tell-all tidbit. Okay, Reggie Love was going to Wendy's. He was going to get some fast food. Mm. Here's what the president says to him. Reggie, that stuff will kill you. 
It's a little too intimate for me, okay? That's yeah. a little too intimate. I feel like I'm like in his bedroom right I know, now. I feel you know? icky right now. Like, I need oh. to take a shower. Ooh. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go to uh, Marcus in Alaska. Uh, you're on the Patents 2 Show. 888-727-BECK is the number, by the way. What's going on, Marcus? Hey. Hey. Um, I just wanted to give a little defense for Richard Sherman. I feel he was uh, pretty unfairly covered uh, with no. the NFC Championship last year. That's not true. Uh, yeah, there is no defense of Richard Sherman. Against, uh, yeah. you, you cannot this defend Richard against, Sherman. against uh, Crabtree of the 49ers? Yeah. yeah, we do remember that play. That was, that was one of the things that set us off, sure. Sure. But there's been many others well, since, yes. Guy's a jerk. But, but in defense of that... In defense um, of him being a Crabtree and uh, Sherman were going back and forth, and it wasn't covered what that Crabtree was dishing out a lot of crap. No, no. Too. Yeah, I actually cut him some slack. Remember yeah, that? You yeah, were, you were kind of on his I side. Actually cut him some slack. Yeah, but since then, he's lost me on many other issues. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's a, a jerk on, on Twitter all the time. Jerky, he is arrogant. Uh, and, and I will say, the thing that, that nailed uh, the last final nail in the coffin, which makes this so easy, is his Obamacare promotional yes. advertisement. Thank you. It makes it so simple. And there was a time you could be conflicted over Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. Now that is not available What do you have anymore. to say about that, Marcus? How about that? Huh? Put that in your pipe and smoke well, it. I, you know, I, I guess you got me there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I guess we did, He does so well for the Seahawks. So yeah, he, he does. I mean, he's good. I, he's great. I, I can't There's wait no till he sucks. Because you know what? Know. At some point, he's going to be 35 years old, and everyone's going to be blowing by him, and I can't wait for that moment. Yeah, but until but then, I have to suffer. That moment is not now. Right, yeah. He, I mean, Thanks, he, Look, he's great. And, and, uh, and I will say, you could still be a Seahawks fan, um, and that's fine. We, yeah. ha- we have them here. They're within our, within our, our walls, and that's yeah, fine. We, we do. You can't be a Richard Sherman fan. It's impossible. He sucks. <laughs> I can't stand him, and he's obviously a great player. I don't like I him. I will say this. I will I, say this, too. It's very possible. I'm going to say another thing after you say this. Okay, let me say this one first. <laughs> All right, you go ahead and say he, this, he and very well, say that. He very well might be the best cornerback in the league. Very yeah, well might he be. May, he might would be. not want him on my team under any circumstances. No, if, they had, if he came at minimum salary on. to the Philadelphia Eagles, no, no way. You're a liar. Get away. Go away forever. You're a liar. I, I'm a not a liar on that. Lying. Terrell Owens, I was supportive of him when he was the best receiver in the league, getting the hell out of town. You're a lying liar who lies. No, I really, I'm in, absolutely under no circumstances would I want him really? on my team. I'll take, there's, there's five or six other cornerbacks I would take <sighs> over him as the best if I was drafting just because I, even they might not even be as good, but I'd rather have anyone else on my team other than this idiot. It, it, I was so pissed on Sunday because here's how good he is. He's playing with one arm, and the Packers won't go at him. Packers would not throw at him when he's standing there like this. It's an act. They wouldn't throw at him. I believe it was an act. One arm. Yeah. The guy's got one arm. What's he going to do? Throw that direction. Yeah. See what he can do with that arm. Nope. They wouldn't do it. They still didn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with I'm you. yelling at this screen. Throw at Sherman! Yeah, make him go up and try to intercept make him a, go up. a high ball. Make I, him go bit. up with one arm. Let's see if he can use the other arm. And let's see if he's faking. At least test him. He was him. so overdoing do it. it, though, that I, I actually think yeah. it was an act. He mi- it might have been. It might have been. He was, he was so, you know, when you are injured, you don't announce it to the other team. You know, like you do everything you can to hide it. He was doing the exact opposite. He was <laughs> flaunting it on the sidelines and on the field. I would have tested it, though. Yeah, I would have tested I it, tested probably. The good thing is they didn't need to, though, because they pulled Well, they the were up by game. so much, and they couldn't have possibly lost. Yeah, okay. And I, then they did. No, let's not go there. All right, fine. Some people have asked for it, though. Still, people it's are, too soon. 
It's I know there's some people, some people that listen to the broadcast. The wound the is too deep. What is there something on the feed? Too painful. The feed oh, too this soon. past week is uh, the one. Uh, one uh -huh. comment I remember is tell Pat to uh, quit being such a wuss and talk about the Packers. Laws. <laughs> I can't do it. It's too soon. It was 2307. The year 2307. Come back on. It's a special show. Pat and Stu, where Pat will discuss the Packers. By then, I may. Maybe. Maybe. I can't guarantee it, but it might happen. Let's go to Robin in Iowa. Hey, Robin. You're on Pat and Stu. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey. Hey. So, going back to what you guys were talking earlier with Glenn about Joni Ernst. Yeah. And I just wanted to. Point out a few things about our local gal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like Jody. I mean, um, we're, we're happy she, with she, she, she won was, the election. Uh, she's an Iowa reservist, and she's a lieutenant colonel. Mm -hmm. And so I, I guess that's why I think the Republicans picked her, is because she shows a com she's a completely different person than the old, old uh, Republican man, you yeah. know, making decisions on women's, yeah. on women's rights and and uh, she's from a small town, she's in her 40s, you know, she's she's a different face of the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, there's a little bit so, of identity politics going on there. I just to bring you up speed on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to play a clip? But we Actually, can we go to the A1 uh, clip we have of Joni Ernst and the response? Uh, this is uh, Thanks, Joni Robin. Ernst uh, with her response last night, and uh, we can take a look. A little bit of what she was talking about. A few moments ago, we heard the president lay out his vision for the year to come. Even if we may not always agree, it's important to hear different points of view in this great country. We appreciate the president sharing his. Tonight, though, rather than respond to a speech, I'd like to talk about your priorities. I'd like to have a conversation about the new Republican Congress you just elected and how we plan to make Washington focus on your concerns again. Okay. We heard the message you sent in November, loud and clear. And now we're getting to work to change the direction Washington has been taking our country. Are you? The right. new Republican Congress yeah. also understands how difficult these past six years have been. Uh -huh. no, For many don't. of us, no, the sting of the economy and the frustration with Washington's dysfunction weren't things we had to read about. We felt them every day. Americans have been hurting. But when we demanded solutions too often, Washington responded Told with you. the same stale mindset that led to failed same policies same like Obamacare. Mm -hmm. It's a mindset that gave us political talking points, not serious solutions. That's why the new Republican majority you elected started by reforming Congress to make it function again. And now we're working hard to pass the kind of serious job creation ideas you deserve. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, not electric. She's pretty. She's different. Yeah. But the delivery there is a little stiff. Yeah, a little condescending. She sounds like. She's talking to a romper room students or something. Yeah. Uh, we know how you feel. You're only 12 years old, and so you don't understand. So I'm going to explain <laughs> it to you in a I way think that's that maybe just, you can deal with. Yeah, that doesn't make her a bad senator. No, it doesn't. I, no. It's just, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know, no, no. I know you're not saying it's that. Just, 
it, it, she's not the greatest vehicle for the message, I don't think. But right, and I noticed. But I understand what Robin was saying. Whatever acceptance. She is all those is. things. She's pretty. Yeah. She's she's a new face. She's yeah. a woman. You're going to be hard pressed to say, you know, it's a, it's uh, the Republicans are have a war on women when they put a woman up there to to respond to all this stuff. Right. Um, you know, I uh, <clears throat> uh, saw one of her acceptance speeches, and it was the same type of thing. It, she's. She's not bad, you know. She's just a, she's mm -hmm. still a little stiff. But you know what? This is like her first day in the Senate, yeah. so yeah, yeah. you know maybe she gets the time. I, that's why I was thinking, why not put up somebody who you think is the is the standard bearer? I mean, I know they've done this before. Marco Rubio. <clears throat> the only thing anyone ever remembers is that he took a glass of water. Bobby Jindal, uh, Pat has uh, it thinks that was worse than World War II. The speech, um, uh, rough equal to World War II. I shouldn't overstate yeah, things. Yeah, roughly equal to World. Roughly War II. equal. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, like, you, there's a downside possibility there. But why not find out that downside now instead of after that you nominate the guy? You know what I mean? Like, let's mm -hmm. let's put the, you know, don't try not to lose. Try to win. Mm -hmm. uh, you, the Green Bay Packers may have learned this lesson fairly recently. Oh. And it's like, well, you know, you have an opportunity to put up a guy, raise the profile of somebody who mm -hmm. you think might be the standard bearer of the party. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not attempt that? Mm -hmm. uh, instead, uh, Joni, mm -hmm. who actually may be at some point the future of the party. It's not 2016, mm -hmm. obviously. So, you know, well, actually, I shouldn't say that Barack Obama did it. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. I mean, he, he was elected in 2004, and he ran for president in 2008. So even he stayed in office for a couple more years than Joni would have to to run for president. Uh, but hey, you know, it, you know, I don't I don't mind the choice. Uh, but I think you're right. It's there's a little bit of that sort of stilted delivery mm -hmm. that I don't think is wonderful from Joni. But you know, she's only been doing it for a couple of days. Give her a little break. Triple eight seven two seven back more pets do come back. Do you reference uh, even the Green Bay Packers uh, learning something yeah. in the level? What was the... Uh, well, what happened was they decided to... Shut up! Some of this stuff uh, really quickly that we haven't gotten to. Triple eight seven two seven Beckett's patents too. By the way, uh, the National Health Service, the NHS in Great Britain, may, get this, may be forced to abandon free health care for all. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> They're the model for our system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The NHS is not fit for the future, and unless it undergoes, undergoes radical change, it may be forced to abandon free health care for all in the future. The uh, service's top doctor has warned. Uh, he says it needs a complete transformation of the way it operates. If the NHS continues to function as it does now, it's going to really struggle to cope because the model of delivery and service that we have at the moment is not fit for the future. Okay, good. It's weird because our director of Medicare, mm -hmm. uh, our former Donald Berwick, went Berwick. over to the UK and told them that oh, he was in love with that was the, the model of our system needs system to be. Ever. And then he got a job. <clears throat> he got another job. Uh, in our government, and he just left I think, fairly recently. Um, he's no longer there. But this is a guy who is basically directing our healthcare system, who is praising the system they say now themselves is going to fail. Unworkable, unworkable, <clears throat> unbelievable. Largest health, largest employer in the world, by the way, NHS in Britain. I think three million, three and a half million employees, or something really? like that. Pretty sure. I think it's a larger employer. The largest private employer is Walmart, 
And I think the largest employer is the NHS, if I remember correctly. We can wow. look that up, but I, I, I think that's right. Also, the Second Amendment goes on the offensive. A uh, new bill introduced by, uh, looks like, Morgan, Morgan Griffith, Griffith oh, from uh, Virginia. Never heard of him, yeah, but he introduced H.R. 131. It's a bill that would help law-abiding gun owners understand the interstate transportation of firearms and ammunition. That's a convoluted process where if you try to move a gun from one state to another, especially an automatic weapon, it's almost impossible. It takes years to do it. You have some experience. In that. So is that, uh, are they talking about that or are they talking about, because I had an issue, I, you know, I'm a gun owner, uh, and I would, you know, there's gun ranges pretty nearby my house when I lived in Pennsylvania. However, what also was near my house and in between myself and the gun range I was going to go to was something called the New Jersey border. And if I were to drive to this gun range and happen to get pulled over with this gun in my car, I would probably still be in prison. This actually happened to somebody. We were talking about this a, couple, a few months yeah. ago. Where say, I think it was New Jersey and Pennsylvania, too. Uh, you cross into the wrong state line, and all of a sudden you are becoming a dangerous felon, even though you're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And it would be nice mm -hmm. if, considering this is one of the protected things in the Constitution, that we would have some sort of law that would protect someone from going across the state lines and, you know, mistakenly uh, bringing your gun that you have, you know, with you across state lines like that shouldn't be as big a deal when you're licensed in another state <clears throat> you're perfectly fine to do it in another state and, and they make it you know a criminal act it's, it really is absurd unbelievable let's how about we just uh follow the second amendment how about we just we, oh you we can't just, do that you can't do that it's outdated all right i don't know if you've heard this it's, dusty. it's outdated dusty it's a dusty old document white people did it and uh yeah i didn't know that yeah, just it's pretty much that. exclusively white people oh my gosh. not very many blacks involved in the uh, actual writing of the constitution not too many so i don't i don't several hispanics and a few asians but not black you know how they used to say uh, don't trust anyone over 30 i just don't trust anyone with white skin that's mm -hmm. what i do I, that's how i live my life i yeah. never trust anyone why are you showing jeffy i'm trustworthy Mm. Trust me to. Mm. Trustworthy. So much. Yeah. So much. You will deliver a product when a transaction is, is initiated. I will for, say that for, about you. For price? Of course. Mm. Uh, it's entrepreneurism. Entrepreneurialism. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite, you got to get kind of prepared to say that word. Mm. It's not the easiest word in the world. Uh, also, this is kind of interesting. Speaking of guns, the company that provides guns. To the movies Taken, uh, severed all ties with uh, Liam Neeson in the future for his movies because of his anti-gun remarks. Now, Good. here's a guy who feels this way about guns, and he had a relationship with a, uh, with a gun manufacturer. Mm -hmm. I think that's fascinating right there, isn't it? Um, here's what, here's what Para, Para USA says. Uh, Para USA rejects, regrets its decision to provide firearms for use in the film Taken 3. While the film itself is entertaining, comments made by its Irish-born star that don't even they don't even say his name during press junkets reflects reflect a culture and uh, factual ignorance that undermines support of the Second Amendment and American liberties. Boom! That's great stuff. Yeah, we Thank will no you. longer provide firearms for use in films starring Liam Neeson, and ask that our friends and partners in Hollywood that. refrain in associating our brand and products with his projects. Further, nice. we encourage our partners and friends in the firearms industry to do the same. Hashtag. Two A, hashtag up yours, Liam. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. Okay, so I, I, 
I really dislike this guy. I mean, is he a good actor and he has some fun movies? Yeah, yeah. I guess some entertaining stuff. But what a buffoon he is! Yes, it's he really should keep his mouth silly. shut. It's silly. Uh, look, keep he, his mouth shut. You can you can do the look. Everybody gets their voice. We all know that. You want to have an opinion against he guns? Shouldn't have one. Fine. He should have but his vocal cords removed. Well, you shouldn't have that voice if right. you're in the movies he's in. Yeah, Actually, thank you. I, I was just at uh, I was going into a 7-Eleven uh, this weekend, mm -hmm. and I walked by the uh, red box machine. Yep. You know that little thing they have. And up there is some movie I've never heard of starring Liam Neeson, so I don't know if it's any good. But again, the movie poster is just him with a gun. Oh, jeez. Same exact thing. It's like, dude, if you care about gun violence, like there, there's a, you know. He's you, promoting it. Yeah, you don't do it. You can't deny he's promoting it when he kills so many people in his movies. He's got a death count worldwide right now, only in the hundreds, I think. If you include all oh, sure. the movies that he's been in, it's oh, got to sure. be in the hundreds. Got to be. Uh, over a hundred, anyway. And look, obviously, you know, that's not saying that. And you he's, know, his, he's not bringing about the death of others, right, but he's but, promoting a gun gun culture. Yeah, you're taking advantage of the cool parts of the gun culture to make money yep. while criticizing the gun culture. Well, yeah. look, the reason why people think it's badass to protect people, by the way, is what Liam Neeson is doing in these movies, is protecting people against dangerous criminals. Yeah. Uh, but when you think that's why Second Amendment people love guns, because you're doing things like that with them. Uh, you're you're yeah. able to actually protect people's lives with the gun, and and if you're not gonna if you're gonna come out there and then bash those same people, you know what? Screw off. Here's here's the question I would ask Liam. Liam, when your daughter is kidnapped for the nineteenth time mm -hmm. in the next movie, because it's been eighteen so far, right? May, give or so. take. <laughs> Let's say you don't have a gun on you. What do you do? You're gonna kill all those bad guys with your bare hands? Well, in that movie, he probably would. Yes, <laughs> uh, but are you gonna get a lightsaber for that one and kill no. him with a lightsaber? Is he you've for done that too? Is he for lightsaber movies. control? Uh, yes, he is. He is. Oh, yes, yeah, I think he yes. Is. Three day waiting period on lightsaber purchase. That seems right. It's a, I think it's that's common sense. That's accurate. That's uh, okay. Solution. Yeah, that's okay. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Eventually, seems inevitable, doesn't it? There's no getting around. You still have fourteen minutes left. You gotta do it, right? I mean, we could walk off right now, but I don't know that it would go that well for us. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So we'll probably do that. All right. Who gives a crap? Okay, that was a nice quick rejoin. Hi. Who cares? You know what I mean? We were caught. That's what I'm saying. There, we were talking about American, American Sniper. Sniper. By the by the way, the uh, the big thing on that today. Remember the whole fake baby <laughs> crisis? Horrible. Where th this American hero story was told in a way that did mm. not cause enough work to, for it to happen for an infant, <laughs> uh, which is a huge controversy. <laughs> the uh, in this babies union, the uh, babies local union, is really pissed off about it. Why are You're we using not, fake babies? Yeah. Why are we not working our babies harder? <laughs> is, is I think the main thing. If they there, used a real important. baby, that would have been horrible. Yeah. Uh, but the issue there, apparently, the first baby was sick, had a fever, yeah. so they couldn't use it. And the, the backup baby, they actually had a backup baby, was a no-show. Yeah. So they had to use the fake baby. And the uh, third baby, the, there was a third baby involved, I just found out this morning, and the third baby uh, demanded too much. He wanted six bottles of formula. Oh, six. my gosh. Yeah. And, and he wanted access to baby Einstein. Yeah. He said, no, that's too much. That's yeah. a bridge too far. We're Season one it. and two. Yeah. Forgot. All right. Um, <laughs> here are, uh, from Mental Floss, nine movie characters who were supposed to die but didn't. All right? So I guess in the original script or the plan was people are going to die. Uh, Han Solo. Wow. Star Wars. Return of the Jedi. 
Han was supposed to die? I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did not, um, although that would have made the movie probably better. It was, In not, what it way? was not good. How is that possible? It just no, wasn't. It, Return of the Jedi sucked. You've got this jihad against uh, Return of the Jedi, too. It, it's, I just it, do not agree. Return of the Jedi. I'm not on board. I'm not what I, on board with it. I understand. Return of the Jedi belonged in the second trilogy. It was, it, was, it was of the level of the second set of three movies. I will say this. You know who should have died before the movie? All the Ewoks. All the Ewoks. Just everyone. Genocide. <laughs> yes. I don't care if it was Ebola that wiped them out, yeah. <laughs> Ewokopia, yeah. whatever. Just, all they, they all needed to die. But he was supposed to die, and they actually reversed the death before the movie because of toy sales, supposedly. Wow. Mm. Plus, apparently, uh, George Lucas wasn't a fan of the idea. Uh, his death, yeah, his death, and because it would have cut it into toy sales. Yeah, Lucas, man, he is pretty money focused. Oh yeah, you got, you gotta, you gotta take your hat off to him. For as socialist as he is in every other policy, <laughs> he wants to make money. Oh yes, the he guy does. wants to make money. It in has. A, in an interview, yeah, he's he's a billionaire. Uh, in an interview with ABC, Harrison Ford admitted, "I thought he should have died in the last one to give it some bottom." What does that mean? Wanted to give it some bottom. Well, George didn't think there was any future in dead Han toys. <laughs> How about uh, Jurassic Park, Dr. Ian Malcolm? Uh, really, I'm fine with Jeff Goldblum in pretty being much killed, any movie being, being killed in, in a movie. I couldn't oh, yeah. care less. He was actually really annoying in that movie, I thought. He's, he's annoying in character. every He's movie. annoying in Independence Day the same yes. way. Like, yes. He's the, I, he's the same guy. Yeah, he's the same guy in every movie. He's actually really funny. Um, he, and some, yeah. he does really weird cartoon stuff that's hilarious. But in these movies, he's always this really ge generic, annoying character that thinks he's smarter than everyone because he eats granola or something. Yeah. It's like, it's, shut up. It, it, there's it, another, I don't know if everybody's heard this, there's another Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah coming Jurassic out this year. World. Yeah. They do, they do yet another dinosaur theme park. When will these people learn their freaking lesson? I people thought, have well, to die. My, my impression was... Before you realize it's not a good idea. I thought it was the same park, but it was just they actually finally opened it. No? I, I, I get the impression this is in the future somewhere. Oh, okay. Where this is later on. Am I right on What that? about the nerds in the room? How about the nerds and the dorks? I'm Stu's right. right. It's Stu's the same right. park? Mm -hmm. I just out-nerded you. It's the same that's park? That's not much. You outdorked me. I outdorked him, but in the break, he outdorked Justin, who's the ultimate dork. Booyah! Yeah. Uh, in, who runs uh, the uh, Jurassic Park trivia, by the yeah. way, which so, is uh, pretty good. Pretty After good. 10 years of operation and visitor rates declining in order to fulfill a corporate mandate, a new attraction is created to re-spark visitors' so, interest. Evil corporations hey, but, killing people, by so the way. So you're telling yes. me. That the freaking park did not close down with the last disaster at this place? Well, they, finally, they killed some of the dinosaurs and made it okay. I hope they actually do wrap that one up in this movie, though, because it would be kind of stupid if they didn't. That's unreal. Uh, Rambo. Uh, in the first novel, Rambo actually commits suicide at the end of a long battle with the sheriff. His death scene was filmed. That would have been uh, But then they kind of wanted 19 more Rambo movies, which, by the way, there's another one coming out. Um, of course, one, with Stallone? With Stallone. He's doing another Rambo, supposedly. Get out. Oh, yes. my gosh. And another Rocky. Uh, yeah. Oh. Supposedly, is that, yeah. Is that um, Rocky Eight? This is would that be eight? seven. Are you sure? Yes, it's of course seven. I'm sure. It's a Rocky. No, you're question. a Rocky. Of course fan. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna outdork me on Rocky. Pat. Wow. No, uh, I can't. I can't do it. Now Rocky Five is the one where he put his kid in it, and, and then he was facing right. Tommy Gunn. In that movie, Rocky Five, he was actually supposed to die. Uh, Tommy Gunn was going mm. to kill him, and that's how the series was going to end. Uh, he, with a gun or with his fists? Uh, with his, with the fists, because he's in a brutal fight at the end. Oh of the movie, no! And he was supposed to die. Um, I, however, I wouldn't want to see that happen. Yeah, uh, he was. No. He got a call from executives saying, "Oh, by the way, Rocky's not going to die." 
<laughs> Gotta love corporations. Yeah, I like that. Evil corporations starting like again. Sergeant James T. Joker Davis in Full Metal Jacket. Don't even know who that is, so I don't care. Really? Happy Hogan, Iron Man 3 was supposed to die. Who's yeah. Happy Hogan? I don't know who he is either, so I don't John care. John Favreau. Uh, uh, I, I like an Iron Man series, but, I, you know. Matt Hooper in Jaws. Uh, played by Richard Dreyfuss was supposed to die. Didn't. Uh, Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon 2. Mm. Uh, which was, did was, not die. Was supposed to die and did not. Ellen and, Ripley yeah. in Alien was supposed to die? Wow. And did not. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, we got much more of this, uh, where this came from coming up tomorrow. Also, so. every episode of this show, Jeffy's supposed to die, and we can never I make it happen. We can't make it happen. We're That's trying. so weird. We've tried Please, every single day. We're trying our best. One day, it will happen.